0: Our Holy Father in Heaven, we thank you Lord for your goodness, for your love, for your mercy and your kindness bestowed upon all of us on a daily basis. We thank you Father for the spiritual blessings you give to us and also for the temporal needs which you satisfy for us. We worship you Lord and say glory be unto your name. As we study your word now, we pray that you grant us of your spirit, Help us, Lord, to rightly divide the word of truth, and give us the grace to do your will in all things. We long to be like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but we have many defects in our character. And I pray, Lord, that as we study, that you will help us to be transformed. Put your words in my mouth and grant me of your spirit, O Lord. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, October four follow me. And after these things he went forth, and saw a publican named Levi, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, follow me. And he left all, rose up and followed him. Luke chapter 5 verse 27 and 28. Of the Roman officials of Palestine, none were more hated than the publicans. The fact that the taxes were imposed by a foreign power was a continual irritation to the Jews, being a reminder that their independence had departed, and the tax gatherers were extortioners on their own account, enriching themselves at the expense of the people. A Jew who accepted this office at the hands of the Romans was looked upon as betraying the honor of his nation. He was despised as an apostate and was classed with the vilest of society. To this class belonged Levi Matthew, who, after the four disciples at Genazareth, was the next to be called to Christ's service. The Pharisees had judged Matthew according to his employment, but Jesus saw in this man a heart open for the reception of truth. Matthew had listened to the Savior's teaching. As the convicting spirit of God revealed his sinfulness, he longed to seek help from Christ, but he was accustomed to the exclusiveness of the rabbis and had not thought that this great teacher would notice him. Sitting at his toll booth one day, the publican saw Jesus approaching. Great was his astonishment to hear the words addressed to himself, Follow me. Matthew left all, rose up and followed him. There was no hesitation, no questioning, no thought of the lucrative business to be exchanged for poverty and hardship. It was enough for him that he was to be with Jesus, that he might listen to his words and unite with him in his work. To Matthew in his wealth, and to Andrew and Peter in their poverty, the same test was brought, the same consecration was made by each. At the moment of success, when the nets were filled with fish, and the impulses of the old life were strongest. Jesus asked the disciples at the sea to leave all for the work of the gospel. So every soul is tested as to whether to desire for temporal good or for fellowship with Christ is strongest. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Follow Me. These were the words that Jesus addressed to a few or some of his disciples when he said to them or he made his intentions known that he wanted them to be part of the inner carcass of his church that he was about to build. In Matthew 9 verse 9, these words were spoken to Matthew also, the Bible says, and as Jesus passed forth from fence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. Today we are going to look at a lesson from the life of Matthew that is so invaluable to us in these last days. One part of it has to do with the sacrifice that we make in following Jesus. And uh, subsequently we will look at other lessons as to the nature of his work in relation to how Jesus viewed this man as a publican. Matthew represents all those who look at themselves as the outcasts of the nation. In clear terms, Matthew was a thief and a corrupt man. He was an oppressor of the people, an extortioner. Though Matthew was a thief, he was not altogether lost and hardened in his heart against the truth or against God. Another thing to note about Matthew is that he was a rich man. He had something to lose when Christ bade him, Follow me. And the response of Matthew was very admirable. He followed Christ. He didn't ask for a definite salary or consider that the new prospect for him in following Jesus as his disciple was less financially lucrative than being a tax collector. You see, this is one criteria for following Christ that every one of us must submit to. If we must follow Christ, we must all be ready to sacrifice everything for his sake. Matthew did not hesitate. He answered the call immediately. But why did he answer like this? He was earning lots of cash. He had a good prospect before him and when he was called, he was in the midst of the work. He was not in his house here. He was right there making cool money when he was called. Why didn't he say? Uh, Jesus, let me just close my work for today or let me close this last business or give me till month end so that I can receive my last salary or let me settle my family first. I need to build a house and save this amount of money before I can answer. Why didn't he say any of these things? Why didn't Matthew say all these things? The answer is no different from why anyone at all, you or me, will make it to the kingdom of God. The road Matthew passed is the road everyone must pass. Anyone who will be in the kingdom of God will make a similar sacrifice to that of Matthew for the same reason he made it and what is that reason? He didn't see it as a sacrifice, that's the reason. He counted everything the world could offer to be dung in comparison to answering the call of Jesus. Matthew saw something that is hidden from the eyes of the masses of the world. He saw something that only the faithful few who will make it to the kingdom of God will see. He saw the glory and honor of being in the kingdom of God. And when he compared it with his present business and all the money he had, he valued this call of Jesus more than wealth or more than anything the world could offer him he saw in christ gold he saw in him a treasure hidden in the field he saw in christ a savior from his sins which he wanted to be free from he saw in jesus a man who could give him a new life different from that which he was living at the time. He saw in Jesus one who could change him and empower him to overcome the sins that had held him bound for years. He yearned to be free from the guilt of sin and in Jesus, he saw a man who could take that guilt away and also give him a more noble and dignifying life. And this dignifying life to him was more than money. It was more than the treasures that he was getting as a tax collector. He didn't come to Jesus for money or for fame or for any worldly gain. He came for something that he considered to be more important than money. He came solely because he felt it was an honor that someone as holy as Jesus could take an interest in him and call him to service someone as sinful as himself. He came because to him a life of righteousness and a life of freedom from sin was worth giving up the whole world for and so he left his occupation and followed Jesus. Matthew counted the costs. As Jesus expects all of us to count the cost today, but after counting the cost, we must all make our decision whether we will follow Jesus or not. Sometime when many people were following Jesus. Behind him, there were multitudes. In the book of Luke 14, let's see how Jesus addressed this multitude. Reading from verse 25, it says, And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, siteth not down first, and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he had laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. Or what king? going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand, to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand, or else, while the other is yet a great way a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage, and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. These words of Jesus he is addressing to us today, the words addressed to Matthew, follow me, it seems still the same that Jesus is speaking to you and to me, follow me. But we must count the cost. Before we count the cost, we need to properly understand what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus came for one purpose and one purpose alone. To solve the root of man's problem. If there was one person who understood this very well, it is Matthew himself. And it was he who recorded in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, that the name given to Jesus by Gabriel means he shall save his people from their sins. So, following Jesus means that we have a desire to be free from sin and are ready to make the changes and take the steps that are necessary by his grace to be free from sin. It means that we receive power to become sons and daughters of God as it was put by John in the book of John chapter 1 reading from verse 12. But it will cost something and we need to count the cost. I repeat, following Jesus is not meaning just necessarily doing service for him the chief and primary meaning of following jesus means to follow his lifestyle to live like him to have a life of righteousness free from sin so when jesus was telling matthew follow me he was saying come and be like me but then he's saying the same thing to us but while saying that he is still saying to you while coming count the costs while coming Counts the cost whether you are able do you understand what you are coming into how do you value this following of me do you see it as a hindrance to your progress but all that depends on what is the most important thing to you in your scale of preference in your order of priorities what is the most important thing in your life for some people the most important thing in their life is to have wives and children for others it is to Have a great accomplishment in the world if these things are your greatest accomplishments you are going to make your choices or if they are your highest priorities they will you will make your choices you're going to make your choices thinking about how it is going to help you achieve your primary goal in life i'll say for myself my primary goal in life by god's grace is to be like jesus therefore whatever it takes to be like him i will do that was matthew's primary goal if your primary goal is not that you will find out that when jesus says follow me you will count the cost and you're going to count the cost with respect to how it affects your primary goal and when you see that this matter of following jesus will not help you achieve your primary goal in life you'll find it difficult to follow him so we need to go to the root of the problem what is your primary goal in life you need to change that goal if it is not freedom from sin if it is not to be like jesus you need to change that goal if not you cannot follow jesus following jesus like i've said means that we receive power to become sons and daughters of god jesus says we are to count the cost what is jesus worth to you what is eternal life worth to you how much are you willing to give up in exchange for freedom from sin what is the cost by the way the cost is everything you have remember jesus says count the cost go and count it what is it going to cost me it's going to cost everybody the same price nobody pays more than any other person i repeat nobody pays more than any other person be you the richest person in the world or the poorest we all are going to pay equal price and what is that price everything we have every single thing no one is going to give less no one is going to give more no matter what you are and what you own you cannot give more than another person. Everyone gives an equal amount, and the amount is everything. To Matthew in his wealth, as we read in Conflict and Courage, page 283, paragraph 5, and to Andrew and Peter in their poverty, the same test was brought. The same consecration was made by each at the moment of success when the nets were filled with fish and the impulses of the old life were strongest jesus asked the disciples at the seed to leave all for the work of the gospel so every soul is tested as to whether to desire for temporal good or for fellowship with christ is the strongest end of quote this part is referring to the call of peter and his brother andrew and even james and john the f- there were two times jesus called them the first time is what we have seen in previous devotions where john the baptist was the one that referred them to jesus but even after referring them they were not yet fully committed to jesus at another instance when jesus borrowed peter's boat and said he wanted to use it to preach to the people and he began to preach to them and when he finished preaching peter was called by jesus And told to lay down his net into the boat and then Peter told Jesus Lord I have been trying to catch fish all night and I wasn't able to catch any nevertheless at your word I will put down the net because he already had an acquaintance with Jesus at this time he said okay because it is you who is speaking I respect you let me put down my net and when he put down his net into the water which as a fisherman you're not supposed to catch fish in the daytime it's supposed to be in the night so his net was so filled with fish and he was trying to put it into his boat and the boat it was so much that the boat began to sink and his net almost looked like he couldn't even hold the fish Then Peter realized, something strange is happening here. This has never happened in my life before. Catching so much fish by this time of the day to the point that my boat is about to sink. And he realized that the person standing before him was no ordinary person. And he turned and knelt down and worshipped Jesus and said, Rabbi, get away from me. I am a sinful person. And then Jesus said, follow me. And he left all that fish he caught that day. From all records, Peter did not sell one of those fishes. So when was Peter called? When his boat was filled with fish. When was Matthew called? While his hands were busy making some cool cash. When was James and John and Andrew called? When they saw very huge prospects for business. An opportunity was before them. They had seen the SWOT analysis. Oh, my strengths, my weaknesses, opportunity. This was an opportunity. A lot of fish. They were going to make cool cash from that fish, but they left it to follow Jesus. Matthew was making cool cash and he stood up right there and then and followed Jesus. You may be like Matthew, James, John, Andrew and Peter today. With wealth and a prospective future of greater prosperity, but your life is laden with iniquity. Jesus does not despise you. He says to you, follow me. Jesus calls you today to count all these things, but loss for his sake. He has something better to offer you. Perhaps you are wondering, what is it that he has to offer? Peter also had this thought in his mind. In the book of Matthew 10, verse 28-30, to he says, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the Gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now, in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come eternal life. Amen. It pays to follow Jesus. It is a win-win, you don't lose nothing. We are all going to die someday. so whether you make a lot of money or not, It doesn't mean anything the poor man like the rich will die the wise like the fool will die so what is the best decision for everybody follow jesus you are going to get eternal life and he even promises and i can testify to this that you will indeed receive brothers and sisters father and mother lands children with persecutions and then eternal life which is better to you if you are a cool and shrewd businessman which decision do you think is best for you to follow the small business that you are seeing right now that has prospects to you that is a lot of money but yet your hands are still in sin and jesus is saying follow me remove your hands from sin this is looking good to you this yes there's a lot of prospects in this thing but your life is filled with sin even while doing that business it is involving you in sin but jesus is saying follow me and then there are others who your business is cool there's nothing wrong with it It's making a lot of money and you're not sinning against god while doing it but yet you may have other sins in your life not necessarily in your business like in the case of matthew you see matthew and james and john they represent different people for peter james john and andrew there was nothing wrong with their business they made a sacrifice for a work that was honest was lucrative and was good but they saw that it was better to follow jesus leave that business and go into a life of ministry there are some of us that the lord is calling us to such a work and then for others we are like matthew the business we are doing is not good it is making us good money but then we are in sin while doing that business the lord says leave it follow me To both categories of people, the Lord is saying, follow me. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should leave their business and go and do the ministerial work. But while doing your business, the Lord is saying, follow me. Following Jesus means that we will give up all our sinful ways and begin life anew. It means that we begin to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Perhaps, you have made a wonderful plan for your future and Jesus says to you right now, follow me. Are you going to say, I just paid huge sum of money to go to the school right now, I just invested a huge amount of money into this or that, let me finish it first, I cannot follow you. It may be that, like Matthew, following Jesus means that you will have to change or at least drop your plans. Perhaps you are wondering that this is too costly for you. You are wondering how are you going to sustain yourself. You are worried about this better i want you to hear what jesus has to say to calm your fears i cannot put it any better so just hear as i read this there's an answer to your troubled heart and pay attention as the lord speaks to you reading from ministry of healing page 478 from paragraph 3 we are told many are unable to make definite plans for the future their life is unsettled They cannot discern the outcome of affairs and this often fills them with anxiety and unrest. Let us remember that the life of God's children in this world is a pilgrim life. We have not wisdom to plan our own lives. It is not for us to shape our future. By faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. Hebrews 11-8 verse 8. Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. He accepted God's plans for him and day by day the Father unfolded his plans. So should we depend upon God, that our lives may be the simple outworking of his will. As we commit our ways to him, he will direct our steps. Too many in planning for a brilliant future make an utter failure let God plan for you as a little child trust to the guidance of him who will keep the feet of his saints. first Samuel chapter 2 verse 9 God never leads his children otherwise than they will choose to be led if they could see the end from the beginning and discern the glory of the purpose which they are fulfilling as co-workers with him when Christ called his disciples to follow him he offered them no flattering prospects in this life. So, in case you are wondering about money, wages, let us look at the example of these disciples and be encouraged. So, continue the reading. It says he gave them no promise of gain or worldly honor. Nor did he make any stipulation as what they should receive. I pause here. I'll continue the reading. Do you know why? Why Jesus didn't tell them, "I'm going to pay you this. I'm going to pay you that." It's because he himself is the payment jesus said in the book of matthew chapter 13 reading from 42 to 44 he likened his kingdom to treasure hidden in the field which when a man findeth he goeth and selleth all that he have to buy all that he has to buy that field what is that treasure hidden in the field that treasure is jesus because he is worth more than all the money you have And then he said that the kingdom of God is like unto a man seeking goodly pearls, which when he findeth a pearl of great price, he goes to sell all that he has that he will buy that pearl. That pearl is Jesus. In this pearl of Jesus, you have freedom from sin. You have a promise of eternal life. You have the promise of a life of pleasures forevermore. You have the promise of even in this present life, houses and lands and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and even persecutions too. So I continue to reading now. It says to Matthew, as he sat at the receipt of custom, the Savior said, follow me and he left all, rose up and followed him Luke twenty eight. Matthew did not before rendering service wait to demand a certain salary equal to the amount received in his former occupation. Without question or hesitation, he followed Jesus. It was enough for him that he was to be with the Savior, that he might hear his words and unite with him in his work. The question now is for you is that enough do you understand the value of walking with jesus and the value of freedom from sin do you value it more than money it depends on you that's the thing continuing the reading it says so it was with the disciples previously called when jesus bid peter and his companions follow me immediately they left their boats and nets we saw that yesterday immediately some of these disciples had friends dependent on them for support but when they received the Savior's invitation, they did not hesitate and inquire, How shall I live and sustain my family? They were obedient to the call. And when afterward, Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything? They could answer, nothing. Luke chapter 22, verse 35 Today, the Savior calls us as he called Matthew and John and Peter to his work if our hearts are touched by his love. The question of compensation will not be uppermost in our minds. We shall rejoice to be co-workers with Jesus Christ, and we shall not fear to trust his care. If we make God our strength, we shall have clear perceptions of duty, unselfish aspirations. Our life will be actuated by a noble purpose which will raise us above sordid motives. Many who profess to be Christ's followers have an anxious troubled heart. Because they are afraid to trust themselves with God, they do not make a complete surrender to Him for they shrink from the consequences that such a surrender may involve. Unless they do make this surrender, they cannot find peace. I will pause here to tell you a story that I hope will encourage you when I finished the university over 10 years ago now because before i finished i had had a certain encounter with god and i saw the need that people needed to hear this gospel i had already begun to go from place to place to teach people and the reason was because what i had learned from the scriptures i felt how can people not know this it would be so bad of me to be quiet after the Lord has taught me these things and what are the things I'm referring to telling me about the life of freedom from sin because that was my whole purpose people are suffering in sin like I was and then I realized that God had a plan but that many people are ignorant of Satan's devices they did not know how Satan was keeping them in evil and I had learned these things and I said to myself I need to find a way to Coordinate myself so that I can continue to preach this gospel. But then these thoughts were in my mind how about your mother? How about you? you need to take care of her? But I understood as I read the word of God that God knows how to take care of such things. And I said, The Lord will take care of it. I will continue to do His work. And you know, this matter we just read about letting God plan for you? That was all I did. I didn't just say, Oh, I'm going to go into full time ministry or something. No, I worked and the thing i did was let god plan for you and according to his plan he led me in such a direction that everywhere i would go there will always be a way that i can continue to minister first thing i did was to be a school teacher and later became a chaplain for the schools for their students and there the work was being done and i praise the lord that there was an opportunity for me to continue to teach the young people about christ and continuing in that way following the plan that is let god plan for you the question of compensation i tried my best and i ensure that that will not trouble me and then i will go making decisions based on i want to marry i want to have children i want to have money because for you to marry and have children you must go and have money and that was not the question that was in my mind but guess what all true. The Lord has been faithful and has been taking care of all my needs. And if you have that question of compensation in your mind, you may say Matthew is too far, but there are many people around us today, like I've told my own story, that have made this leap of faith, taking the decision and have said, I will remove my hands from sin, like Matthew, or I will drop this prospective, lucrative uh, future just for the sake of the gospel because christ has met me personally and i know that is not the same for others there is something i'm learning that other people don't know matthew john peter james they had a personal encounter with Jesus. Jesus did not meet other people. For them not to respond would have been very bad of them because other people didn't have the privilege they had. And for me, I felt this was a privilege I had. It was like Jesus talking to me and telling me, follow me. I was in contact with him. Other people didn't have it. So I must respond just like Matthew and, his, uh, and the other disciples did. I continue the reading. I hope you are encouraged anyway. I continue. He says, there are many whose hearts are aching under a load of care because they seek to reach the world's standard. They have chosen its service, accepted its perplexities, adopted its customs. Thus, their character is marred and their life made a weariness. The continual worry is wearing out the life forces. Our Lord desires them to lay aside this yoke of bondage. He invites them to accept his yoke. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Worry is blind and cannot discern the future, but Jesus sees the end from the beginning. In every difficulty, he has his way prepared to bring relief. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Matthew 11 verse 30 and Psalms 84 verse 11 Our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us, of which we know nothing. Those who accept the one principle of making the service of God supreme will find perplexities vanish and a plain path before their feet. And in page 481 paragraph 4 it says, Let us be hopeful and courageous. Despondency in God's service is sinful and unreasonable. He knows our every necessity. To the omnipotence of the king of kings our covenant keeping god unites the gentleness and care of the tender shepherd his power is absolute and it is the pledge of the sure fulfillment of his promises to all who trust in him end of quote my brothers and sisters the lord is saying to us today, follow me what will be your response I pray that these words and the example of Matthew and John and James and Peter and Andrew and the other examples given will be an encouragement to us to drop all we have, to drop our nets, to stand up from that receipt of custom and follow Jesus and trust him. He can take care of you. It is because of this that Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you worry is blind like we read, Don't, Jesus said do not worry yourself about tomorrow, sufficient unto a day is the evil thereof, tomorrow will worry about itself if the hairs of your head are numbered, not that he knows the number of the hairs of your head, that's just a small knowledge to him he knows that they are numbered, in other words, he knows their position, he knows one each of them separately, he doesn't see them as just strands of hair, each hair is known to him Every bed that falls, he is aware of it. He can take care of your needs. But the one most important thing is: Have you gotten the victory over sin? Are you making efforts to reflect the image of Jesus? Every other thing is secondary. Anything you need to do in order for you to follow Jesus, which is to live the kind of life he lived, to get the victory over sin. Do it don't let these considerations of how you're going to take care of yourself and your family don't let them come between you and jesus as far as you're making the decision because you want to get the victory of sin and you want to be of service to the kingdom of god jesus will certainly take care of this, these other things that's what he said i know your father knows that you have need of these things he knows so don't let those things be an excuse for you to make the decision and effort to gain the victory over sin you are saying oh i must involve myself in politics because i want to take care of my children your father knows that you need to take care of your children you don't need to sin to do that he's telling you follow me you are saying oh i need to take care of myself and i need money to eat that's why i'm doing this or that your father knows that and he's saying focus not on those things but on victory over sin follow me these other things i know you have need of them and i will take care of them do you trust him that is where it finally comes to he has spoken faith means to believe the word of god do you have the faith you should have the faith and i'll tell you why because there are numerous examples around us showing us that he has done what he said he would do. So do not be afraid. Trust yourself into his arms and you will be happy that you did it. Let us pray. Thank you dear Father for your words which you have spoken to us today. Perhaps there's someone listening now who is on the verge of decision and I pray, please help such a person help lord that your spirit shall guide them into making the right decision while in their business or coming out of it that we all will learn to follow you either following you primarily as removing our hands from evil and doing what is right and well pleasing in your sight, or there are others specially called like john and james and peter and andrew not because their work is bad but You want them to be of service to you. I pray, Lord, that you would help such a one to trust in you and do what you have laid in their hearts to do. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and thank you for being such a good God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: There's a struggle going on in me. Lord, to pass this test I need to see Your gentle face looking down in love. Wanting me to choose your will above my own In the circumstance I find I'm in I must surrender all to you, my friend My every thought, word, and act must be In subjection to your will for me Today my Father, in heaven above In my weakness may your strength be found in me To pass this test within I'll claim a victory in Jesus Christ from sin God, I trust your word for what it's your rich promises I've daily read I will claim and now they all are mine Transform my heart through your spirit divine This time My Father in heaven above in my weakness may your strength be found in me To pass this test with you ring Jesus Christ from sin Christ, you lived a life of victory Your submission to God's law, I see Made you conquer at my heart's door Lord, I now resign my will once more To you Within, I have the victory in Jesus Christ from sin. To pass this test, within, I have the victory.